Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. We hope you're safe and well wherever you may be. Coming up in today's episode, Karen Hijink, Vice President of Channels and Products at Viasat World, explains how the international pay TV broadcaster has been able to expand its channel portfolio under lockdown and how she's changing her acquisitions and scheduling plans in the face of the COVID-19 crisis. But first, Christian Rank, Head of Drama at Danish public broadcaster DR, reveals which scripted series have been hit by the pandemic shutdown, how event shows may be used to fill potential gaps, and his concerns about being able to start production on the network's annual 24-part Christmas drama, which is a cornerstone of its year-end schedules. Here's Christian speaking with C21's Karolina Kaminska. Since March 13, we've been totally locked down. Uh, DR can only provide uh, news uh, on the drama side, that has meant that we've had to close down uh, all productions, in-house as well as commissioned. For now, I think we were lucky in the sense that we were in, in post-production and, and pre-production with several shows, but we were only uh, shooting two shows when we were locked down. Uh, they're both postponed. Um, so far, it looks like on our domestic base, we can keep our schedule running on the drama side, but we are very eager to get back. And if this quarantine is, is, is prolonged more than a couple of weeks, we will have, have problems in our schedule. Which, which programs have been affected? Well, we do a yearly Christmas calendar, which is actually one of our biggest hits. It, um, it usually has a share of, of, of 60% when we screen it. Obviously, that has a pretty confined start date. Uh, we kind of have to be on air December 1st. And we were only halfway through shooting. So so, so that's something we're pretty worried about and where we really need to get, get going. And then our, co- uh, our coming big drama series for the fall, uh, that's called Cry Wolf, that was set to premiere on um, F-Series Mania in Lille uh, as part of the competition there. Uh, obviously, that was, that was canceled. We still need to complete three weeks in shooting on that. And hopefully we can get going so we're ready for our air, air date in, in September. We're we we co-producing um, the Yellowbird production, uh, Snow Angels, that SVT has commissioned. And, and they're still shooting. In Denmark, everything is locked down. Uh, I think our, our, our lockdown has been a lot stricter than Sweden's. So there's nothing going on here at the moment. Our government has prolonged the quarantine until May 10th. So I know that a lot of independent producers are planning on starting May 11th, but we're still to hear the the health guidelines and the regulations that are gonna be put in place. And obviously there's a concern, especially towards uh, the actors, what are they allowed to do? So, so with the gaps that, that you're, you're anticipating in your schedule, how do you to plan to to fill those gaps? What sort of programming are you going to be looking for? Well, I think for I think we're obviously challenged this coming fall, uh, not as much uh, on the drama side as we are on a lot of the, the 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 big sports and the big entertainment. Right now, it's a combination of archive, smaller factual programs that we can do fairly fast and a certain improvisation of uh, factual event shows that we might be able to do during the fall. Our drama slate hasn't been that impacted by it yet. I think we can still, like our emergency plan is still in place and I think we'll reach most deadlines. 
But if we are, if the quarantine is prolonged much more, we will have to be more active on the acquisition side. Our big Christmas drama show that we run for 24 days up to Christmas, um, we're counting the days to get going on that. And if 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 the quarantine is prolonged longer than 10, then May 10th will be in 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 in, in big problems there. But so far, it looks like we'll be able to make it. Um, with respect to your VOD service, have you seen much of an increased viewership or, or subscription to the platform? Our, our VOD service is free uh, to access as we're licensed finance. We have seen an increase in numbers. Actually, one of our biggest successes is a format that we've improvised during the lockdown, which is called um, Denmark Sings, which is a very analog and very homemade version of your normal shiny floor shows. It's it's uh, basically uh, our our choir director uh, sitting at home with his piano, singing songs from the Danish songbook. We have tremendous numbers on that. We do uh, every Friday at eight, uh, Denmark gets, gets together and sings together in front of the television. And it really is just one guy in front of a piano uh, singing songs. And then we, we've been able to do a production setup where we can intercut to artists uh, in their homes throughout the country, and they will each pick a song from the Danish song catalog, and they'll perform that at home, just them with on their piano or with their guitar. Then we've also done a daily news show for children in the target groups uh, seven to uh, four, fourteen. We've usually had that. We used to have that just on our bus service for schools to use. We now air it at night uh, on our first channel. That's a really, really big success as well. Uh, and it seems that families are really using the opportunity to be able to have the news delivered in a tone and in a voice that they can watch it together with their kids. So those would be the two formats that have like that has been created out of this crisis and that where we've seen and that uh, that has actively drove, uh, driven traffic to our player and to our, our linear service as well. When you look to the summer and also to the fall, I think we're really looking at a lot of the things that are being canceled at the moment, like your big music festivals and so forth. How can we provide an alternative to Glastonbury or, uh, or the likes that we have here in Denmark? That's something we're really looking into at the moment. And where we are, my factual colleagues are busy developing shows that we can get going. I would say as a public service broadcaster, I think this uh, crisis has in Denmark shown the need for a strong public service broadcaster. And I think audiences has gathered around the, the event programming if you will, in news as well as an entertainment that we've done directly related to this. And I think it has really shown the need for a strong public service broadcaster that can that can both provide the the, the straight public services to inform uh, the audiences about the situation we are in, but also create some sort of uh, entertainment, if you will, or something to come together around. And it, and, it, and it seems that the formats that have been created out of this are doing really well for us. Christian Rank from Danish public broadcaster DR speaking with Karolina Kaminska.
Viasat World has been able to expand its channel portfolio under lockdown and continue to run its acquisitions-led business with little disruption, according to Vice President of Channels and Products Karen Hijink. She told C21's Ed Waller the big winners in the portfolio have been the movie channels, though the exec is shifting strategy as the uplift in viewership is eclipsed by a dramatic fall in advertising. Like many other companies, this pandemic has really influenced uh, and, and impacted the way we work. Everyone's working from home and after some teething problems that now seems to be working okay, we managed to move all the workflows completely remotely. It's a very challenging time. So as a company, we're trying to do everything we can to help and support our staff and their families. I think that really is one of the most important things for us to do right now. So we seem to be operating our TV channels uh, almost business as usual. And we even managed to to launch a new channel feed uh, two weeks ago, and we'll be launching three more next week. So yeah, as usual, but from home. Tell us about those channel launches that you did last week and the ones that are upcoming. Yeah, those are just channel feeds. So they're not new channels, not new channel brands, but just feeds that go out to a different geographical location. So it is less work than a completely new channel, but still there's a lot of work involved, a lot of work uh, from our teams, but also from our third party suppliers. And everyone is doing a great job making sure that that is happening in these these very unprecedented times. Well, we are creating uh, a new feed for Central and Eastern Europe, uh, where previously Central and Eastern Europe and Russia was, and Russia's CIS was combined one feed. One of the first things to be impacted by the pandemic was a production freeze. Now, tell us about how that's impacted your schedule. Yes, so far that has not impacted our schedule. Uh, So the production freeze at the moment hasn't had an impact yet. Most of our channels are acquisitions-led and we buy quite far in advance because we have the complicated languaging task in so many languages. So, you know, we are definitely okay for the next, like, you know, three to six months. We do pre-buy quite a lot of, of content and that, of course, we're keeping a really close eye on, like, you know, where is it in the production uh, process? Is it in post? Then we should be okay. With drama, for our epic drama channel, we are expecting slightly more issues, especially towards quarter four of this year, quarter one of next year, uh, because drama seems to, you know, is harder uh, to produce under these circumstances and, and, you know, always takes a bit longer. At the moment, we're not impacted with immediate issues in our content pipeline, but going forwards, that might be impacted. And what we see coming from a lot of production companies is really interesting idea for archive-based shows. Those shows, I would say, normally within the factual sphere, they are always almost looked down upon. It's no longer the done thing. But right now, for a lot of production companies to be able to produce something, they are looking at archive-based shows. So I'm interested to see how this crisis will almost force people to innovate that genre and, and come up with new and exciting ways to do that. One of the other things I think is quite interesting is to see how free-to-air channels are dealing with this situation. Of course, they have got a lot more live shows and a lot more of the, of the schedule to fill. 
if you look at what Channel 4 is doing with the Steph Show and things like that, I think it's really interesting how we're all of a sudden as a viewing audience quite okay with watching people doing stuff in their living room or in their kitchen. It's going to be interesting to see how that will influence what TV will look like in the future. I think a project like One World Together is a really good example as well of how a big show like that that would normally have taken, I don't know, months and months of preparation, a big venue, God knows what, how that can be done in a really innovative way, which still produces a very entertaining and enjoyable show to watch. One question I have is the impact on your audiences. Have you noticed a big change because people are staying at home more? Uh, Yes, we have. Overall, everywhere we have seen total TV viewing go up. In the first two weeks, I would say that was mainly driven by the free-to-air and the news channels. What we see right now is that for us, our channels are really getting a lot more viewing than what we had before, and it changes from like 20% up. 10% 10% are uh, mainly driven by reach, not so much by ATS. So, you know, that is great for us because it's a good way for a new audience to sample our shows. And hopefully when they're all back at work, they will continue to watch our channels. Is the spike in uh, total TV viewing in any way going to mitigate impact that the virus has had on advertising levels? That is a very difficult one uh, to answer and it's very difficult because what is happening right now is so sharp and so sudden and we don't know how long this will take and what the overall economic impact will be. So how quickly will advertisers return to, to TV or will they their budget cuts, will they be longer term? I don't think the increase in viewing is offsetting the the downturn in TV advertising. But what is happening in the long term, I think at the moment, is just really, really hard to predict. Are there any particular channels within your portfolio that are seeing more of a spike in viewership? Some perhaps are less. I notice in your portfolio, you have sports channels. I'm sure that's been hit more than comedy, for instance. We see all our movie channels do really well. People have the time to commit to a movie and it's a nice form of escapism. Epic Drama is doing really well. That's still a relatively young channel. We launched that a couple of years ago. So really good scope to increase reach and that is up 124% if I compare the um, February to March. So, you know, that's a massive increase. Nature, Vice said Nature is doing really well it gives this escapism and it gives this good feeling tv that people are craving for right now history initially had a little bit of a you know was doing normal not you know massively better than than normal Uh, but we see that increasing right now as well so i also think people are looking for more factual content niche content and broadening their scope of viewing and most of it is driven by reach increase so not just you know someone sitting in front of the tv and not changing channel all day Uh, and i think for most tv channels it's quite important that it's driven by reach and not just by the ats at the moment it's not changing our acquisition strategy Um, you know keep in mind that because of all the languaging we work around six months ahead of time so 
you know, I hope that, you know, in six months time, we're not still in the same predicament as we are right now. It is, of course, changing our our scheduling and our planning strategy. So we are definitely planning like some more daytime friendly blogs on, on nature during the day. Uh, and we're also really on our social media focusing on that and, and bringing that under the attention to say to people like, hey, you, you know, you can watch this with your kids. Are you in any way concerned that people might start moving away from pay content to free content? I think this is a concern for, for especially the cable operators, because when we go into an economic downturn, you know, that is something that people might expect. I think across Central and Eastern Europe and, and, and Russia, what we've seen a lot of the operators do very nicely for their clients is to open up a lot of windows and open up a lot of content for their customers so they have access to a wider range of channels during this lockdown period than they would normally have. It's very hard to predict and to see like you know what is the economic impact going to be of this situation and I think that that is different per country as well. I am not sure whether people are whether this is going to be the turning point for people to turn away from pay tv to for instance streaming services i think we see like tv viewing being really quite healthy at the moment karen hijing from viasat world that's all for this episode remember if you'd like to share your story of coping with covid19 with the international tv industry email us using the address press at c21media.net There'll be more from the podcast tomorrow, but in the meantime, stay safe and stay up to date with all the latest developments by following C21 online, on mobile and social media. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 